Hello, my, my dear friends, and I hope you are all well. And this is a, another episode of Let Spirit Speak with Alan Holmes. And tonight, or today, whichever part of the world you are in listening to this, I wish to share and discuss, talk with you about the halls of learning, the room of records, or more commonly known as the Akashic Records, and more. So it was one of those conversations I was having uh, the other day, and then I saw a, a brief near-death experience video, and it just brought all this back to mind so clearly for me. And something that I haven't discussed in a lot of years with people because the focus uh, in my work has been so much about mediumship and evidential mediumship and that's of course a wonderful gift and, and something to share beautifully but it's just not the only thing obviously there are many levels of the soul and, and why we are here and for many years from about the age of 19 to about, I was 24, I suppose. I remember these very, quite clearly. I had a series of dreams over those four or five years where I was really taken at night into the halls of learning. And the, the best way I can describe them is uh, they are huge cathedrals, <laughs> as we would describe here, but glowing and very high vibration and rooms where people would be discussing various topics of the spirit and soul <clears throat> of the soul gifts of reincarnation of why souls come to the earth plane um, soul groups and the importance of them for each of us, the roles that we may take on in them, the plan that goes into us being here, but also that it's not always a perfect ex execution because of free will and free choice, and that sometimes the body we inhabit is not always um, completely uh, the right uh, physicality and so we have those challenges to deal with as well because biology does make uh, is part of this it's we we can't deny that we are in um, biological machines and sometimes we can get the one that will work really well and sometimes there are some hiccups along the way the plan may very well be there but it may not be as perfect as we had hoped or had thought so the challenge is to work through that. And then, of course, we might make decisions that steer us off a little bit. And then we have to more or less circle around and come back again. Just even in this life, we have to try and get ourselves back to the path that, that we had lost. And we often feel that within ourselves. There's, you know, We don't feel settled in our lives. We, we never feel like we're in the right place because we've... we've kind of been steered off a little bit and by choice too as well not consciously so much but 
just because that's what we feel we have to do in the moment that we are in it. And so that particular choice doesn't really lead us in, in the direction we were hoping. But in speaking of the halls of learning, these glorious cathedrals, it's the best way I can describe them. And I remember often I'd be sitting, learning, or I'd be speaking and teaching. And I'm sure I'm certainly not the only one who's had those experiences. And there is such, there are such crowds. This is what I remember very much about them. The crowds of people, souls, all exchanging, finding their way, sharing what they have, the, the higher levels of guidance that would speak to us. And I remember that very, very clearly sitting and watching these more evolved souls just glowing with so much light and talking to us. And of course, not always remembering all the details. I know sometimes I would come back and I knew they had been talking about the auric field uh, and energy patterns and thought forms and how they affect people and they affect you. Uh, how it affects us in our life and our long-term effect on our own soul and life review, etc. And these are these are very very real. And, and in fact, you know, so often we say that what we experience in dream state is and can be more real than we experience here. You know, this is the come down a bit. It's a denser version of the total the, the 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 total idea of of the fusion of life right that we have in the spirit world i i'm trying not to use the word oneness people because when we say oneness people always think of it as you know um everything is beautiful all the time and and that's true of course you know in the spirit world there there are many levels levels to the spirit world but we tend to you know gravitate in our thoughts to, of course and probably most properly to the, the higher levels. But oneness, if it means everything, it means all of our experiences that bring us to a, a very important point within, our, within ourselves, which we are trying to find in a, our lifetime. And it's usually one of, of a reaching out through our, our soul back towards God, because we are, you know, we... For a while, we are very much disconnected here, at least inside our consciousness, because as we come into life, of course, uh, a lot of the memory of that is wiped away. It's not always at our fingertips at all, and sometimes it could be half a lifetime before somebody fully awakens. There might have been knockings, and there might have been a little bit of, of you know, I know there's more to this life than, than, than what we have, you know, just day to day, and there's got to be more than this. And of course there is. And I don't think so much that it's important when we get to it, but we get to it. Yeah, because that's, that's when we can, the greatest changes we, we can make. And every lifetime is a chance to strengthen that part of ourselves through physical form. But the halls of learning are just stellar. They glow it's almost as if the building itself contains wisdom. And I know that sounds crazy to a lot of people. 
but it's in the vibration. It's in the light. And if we understand that the everything is created from an intelligence, and in part we know that that intelligence is what we call God, then, then it, there is sense to it. And if we can just accept that at face value at times, there's much that we can learn from it or we can trust because it's often, it's often in the feeling, right? When we wake up from a dream of a, of a spiritual nature, it's not always what you see. What you see cannot always tell you the truth. It's how it feels within the vision. What's the, what are the feelings coming from it? And again, I don't mean the feelings that we associate within our physical mind and body because they are often blurred by preconceived ideas. But in intuition, intuition speaks beyond physical feelings or the, the feelings of I'm hurt or sad or I'm hungry. In, intuitive feelings are, are, can be uh, clear as cut glass. And that's the challenge. But the halls of learning, you feel that in. You really do. You feel the truth that is around you and the truth that's being spoken. And I, I remember many times uh, coming back, waking up, knowing that there had been very deep discussions about energy and vibration, about the soul, about how we are groups of souls that need each other to grow. And of course, again, that doesn't always mean it's happy, fun times. It's, it's the difficulties. And the roles that we take on sometimes in soul groups so that each one has the potential to rise to its highest level. And that means sometimes somebody's going to be the, the antagonist and someone's going to be more the protagonist to put it in uh, a literary form. And that's probably a, an oversimplification, of course. But in many ways, it's true. Now, the people who've been the antagonists in your life have been so important to your growth, just as the protagonists have been. Never doubt the meaning of why a situation has come into your life or that a particular pattern repeats itself and seems to do so until something really changes in you because it all has to, to go back to your uh, to do and goes back to your soul growth and also you don't know what that means for the people around you how they're growing from it how what they're learning from it and sometimes we're just there to observe i i think as well just to witness and then of course you know, that leads into the idea of the Akishic records or the halls of records. I've, I had a conversation actually with my group the other night and I said, yeah, I'm so sick of the word, the Akishic records. Somebody had mentioned something and it, it came out of me and I thought, well, you know, I should be careful with that because some people are, are really, you know, um, 
almost find that word sacred. And I used to, to a degree. But it's, to me now, it's like anything. It's been so overused. I, I, it's just hard to even have a conversation about it anymore. So I'm, I'm preferring Hall of Records right now. <laughs> I think that's, that just gives me another way to look at it. And we can't always access our book or our records, shall we say. Sort of like, you know, you go to the doctor's office and you don't, you don't always get your records. You, if you want them, I think you actually have to kind of fight for them and have papers signed and et cetera. And I think to some degree, the Akishic records or the halls of records, hall of records are, are like that. And I think they need to be, <coughs> pardon me, just due to the fact that if we know everything that we're trying to achieve or experience or have, it, there's almost no reason to be here. There's, you know, you, it's kind of, kind of like, okay, I don't need to see the movie because I know how the movie's going to end. I don't need to play the game because even with the rules, I know how it's going to end all the time. So it, it can defeat the purpose, but I do believe very much because I've had the experience that we can tap into it a little bit. And we do that through meditation. And by, by meditating, by practicing in meditation, by sitting in the attunement with God and igniting our divine mind to align it with our, our spirit guides and also to the divine, in dream state, we can spontaneously, or what appears to be spontaneous to us at times, access some of it. That is very possible. As well as, as I was mentioning, the training that we can receive, which I think we do receive more than we realize. I think we just don't usually bring it back with us as uh, often or with its clarity or within the memory of the soul. Often it just, that teaching, that learning, that depth comes out of us at certain moments. And we think, where did that come from? But you feel it in yourself and you know it's always been there. It just seems to access at the right moment. And then we, you know, we can question and, and think about it. And uh, uh, we have the realization that, oh, wait a minute, that came from a place with inside me that has never read that before. How did that, you know, come through? We can either say it's a bit of inspiration from spirit. We can say it's what the soul knowledge has obtained or has kept from dream state, or it's a bit of both. And I think sometimes it's a more a bit of both than one or the other directly. However, there are many things we don't have all the answers to, and that's the great mystery of life, isn't it? Even when you do have pre premonitions and have um, psychic experiences and, sp and, and um, experiences with, with spirit, we, we don't know everything, and we never will. However, There is so much through those experiences that stay with us throughout our lives. They are sacred. They are sacred moments. And we've been privy to something that a lot of people never experience in their life, sometimes several lifetimes.
So the one of the or a couple of thoughts that have been running through my mind is, and this is a bit stirred on by conversations I've had with people over the last while. You know this, the idea of the soul group and the karmic uh, relationships between soul groups and people, individuals as well. How we are work often working out karma between people and the depth to which at times there could be experiences that have caused great difficulty you know the word trauma is used a lot now and and that's fine people call it you know karmic trauma or generational trauma and and there's been more than one person who's talked to me about this sort of thing in the last I'd say six months in particular I've been coming across it quite a bit I I prefer karmic experiences because to me trauma is more of a human word somehow and it seems to be more connected to emotional mental states as opposed to the soul although yes soul can be impinged over a period of lifetimes by certain types of behavior that have it has experienced fair enough but i want to call it karmic experiences and i do so because ultimately in my mind we will shed those and they're also necessary trauma tends to make me think that it is something that should never have happened and is only bad karmic experiences is about soul growth through physical form so i hope that clarify yeah. clarifies it a bit not to saying that people who are suffering from a, a traumatic experience aren't isn't that 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 isn't real but on a soul level i think there is another way to to view it and how necessary they are and how all of us going back to the idea of soul groups are players in this and without those experiences and without the the effect of others on you and you on others for whether it's good or, or indifferent difficult we would never have the evolution within ourselves we absolutely need these things we need these experiences as painful as they can be and since we're not here forever in our physical form it is these experiences are are not just to be brushed aside and ignored because of our time frame this is why so many of us as we get older or we've been through a very difficult situation realize that everything is very precious life is precious the time we have here in our physical form is precious 
And so once, once we have that realization, we try, I think, more prudently not to purposefully cause havoc and difficulty. It's not that we don't have an opinion and that we don't clarify them, but we try not to purposefully cause harm where we can avoid it. That is a real soul growth. And I, I remember, not directly, but indirectly, that discussion in the halls of learning. I remember it. I remember souls discussing that while I was sitting as, as a participant, listening, a student. And I know that's been in me. But like with all of us, <laughs> the, the expression of that isn't always easy the, because of life and the challenges you come up against. But once there is that recognition in you, then again, we try and do better. We try to be better people. We try to be better with, with those around us, strangers and loved ones. And that's the word, I think, is to try to see through the facade of, of all of our emotional responses and the responses of others and try to see soul as soul. So I, I had this experience where I was a dream years ago when I was in the dream. I was flying around a cylindrical um, glass dome. It's the best way I can describe it. And inside the dome was what I would describe, I suppose, as the DNA or the DNA helix. I'm not sure if I'm using those terms quite correctly, but what it was, was like, a, you know how DNA strands cross at a, at a point and then they separate and cross again and they separate and cross again. Well, in this dream, I was flying around this dome and inside the dome was what I perceived as the seven chakras from the root to the crown. And at the center of each cross, uh, chakra was where that, that helix or that DNA would cross. And I knew intuitively that we choose our bodies. Our soul vibration vibrates to a certain body type that we need in this lifetime through which we will have the best chance of having certain types of experiences. And it completely made sense to me, still does, that we, our vibratory state helps us to choose to, uh, to some degree, and maybe not always perfectly, because we are, as I said earlier, the, we have the, the plan, but the execution can take, you know, may not always be perfect, and then we make choices and decisions, and things happen because we are dealing with the, with the physical realm. But if you look at that and then think about soul groups and body types, mental acu acuity, certain types of mental and emotional experiences, doesn't it make sense that your soul, through its own 
shall we say, spiritual karmic vibration is attracted to, chooses, maybe a bit of both, a, a type of physical reality in order for it to experience certain types of, of experiences, happenings. I, th I think that, and I hope, scientifically, on some level, that can be proved or somehow acknowledged or mused over, not dismissed, but a thought that somebody says, you know, let's think about that. And then if you step back and you go into the very early stages of spiritualism in the 1880s, 60s, 90s, well into, let's say, the 1940s and 50s, when physical mediumship and ectoplasm and those wonderful um, experiences with physical mediumship were, were happening, it, I, I think there's, there's something about that that helps to support my, my hypothesis. We know that the mind impinges upon matter. So your spirit mind from the spirit world and with probably the help of guides and higher beings and, and other souls, you, you concentrate or you plan out, which is thought, a certain life, maybe a body type, how you're going to meet experiences that, that may enhance you or for a while you will feel distraught over, etc. But if physical mediumship is the expression of spirit mind on physical matter and the formation of ectoplasm and faces and spirit forms walking through a room that everyone would see. So if you don't know what, what ectoplasm is, please look it up. Then doesn't it make sense to at least consider that we, to some degree, with free will, choose a certain type of body, soul group, etc., and in a way, it we see it, it we, we, we choose our DNA based on what our souls need to experience and trying to give us the best experience in that body. Hence my experience of flying around this cylindrical tube, glass tube, looking at that DNA helix, but each, the, the crossing of the, I guess, which is the helix in, in each of the chakras made me realize, ah, spirit, body, choice. Right. So anyway, it, it, it's a thought and who knows, it might be a good one, I, but I think there's more to, to it than there. And if, if there's been, if that's been discussed or proved somewhere else, I'd love to know. I have never come across that. I'm sure, I'm sure somewhere in the, the deep books of, of India uh, with the yogis or, or other people's um, experiences that maybe something like this has been uh, discovered or thought about or, you know, much further along the, the, the night than me because who am I but it was an experience but so much of this 
uh, came to me in dream state all those years ago. And it was the memory of it was mm, stirred on and, and came roaring back in a very crystal clear way these last uh, couple of weeks just because of various conversations I've had. And I realized just a second, I just about forgot about that. And uh, also the, the incredible teaching that we can receive in the spirit realm uh, in the halls of wisdom. This, the, yes, and the, of course, the halls of records which hold every individual's course of their soul, whether it's in this dimension or others, I will say. So I hope maybe this was food for thought. Maybe it helps make sense with something you're going through in your life or a, a question you've had about your overall life and what it is that you've been trying to overcome or be better at or to let go of or to gain, to, to learn, to grow. Because ultimately, that's, that's, what, that's what the business is about, isn't it, of physical form, the expression of our souls, and, and how much can we express the higher levels of our being through physical form and all this, I, I, I don't want to say flippantly nonsense, but nonsense and difficulties and strife. And can we, can we bring ourselves to a place of love and forgiveness when, we, when everything's been so terribly wrong in our lives? With, with great devastation because if we can and we can live it a bit we are expressing the divine self over the reactions of the physical mind and form and isn't that what we're trying to master so thank you very much for being with me again and I, I hope you find this useful to some degree Again, you can always get a hold of me through my my uh, webpage, which is alanjohnholmes at yahoo.com. My webpage, which is www.alanjohnholmes.com, uh, which sounds like I'm going to be having, in short order, a, a new web designer so I can get it all up to date because it's, it's horribly... <laughs> Out, out of date and working on that one and eventually and I again soon within the next three weeks or month I hope uh, I will be able to let people know of events and such that that are going on I'm looking I'm looking forward to that uh, I'd really love to hear your your feedback hopefully the good stuff <laughs> and, and, and the bad stuff I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I know we're all on our soul journeys together. And maybe my little bit of participation in this is, is for a while something for you. And just as other people have been for me and mine. So thank you very much. And I look forward to chatting with you again. Bye-bye.